one of the main characteristics of God and the Christian life is progress and productivity. Basically, fruitfulness. There is no one who truly encounters God and becomes a minus or becomes a negative. You always become a plus or a positive. You don't take away, you add. You don't decrease, you increase. It is like God is synonymous to well-being. Like the apostle said in James, I wish above all, John, sorry, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So everything about God is all about increase. It's about being fruitful. If you can give me one place where when you come to know God, he makes you broke, busted, negative, miserable, I'll stop preaching. I say that daringly because I know you can't find it. That any time you encounter God, it's rather to take you from here to take you there. It's all about fruitfulness. Praise God. And for us looking at 2 Peter chapter 1, that is what Peter is emphasizing for us. And this morning I would like to bring your attention to the 6th verse. 2 Peter chapter 1 and the 6th verse. And he reads, And to knowledge... Temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. Hallelujah. Amen. Just a reminder that throughout this passage, or from the verse 1, Peter makes his point in the verse 8, which I want to bring your attention to. He says, for if these things be in you, and abound. That is, if they, if they are in you and they abound, they increase. They continue. That's the sense here. If they continue, they shall make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That means... It is God's heart desire that you and me, we be fruitful as we come into the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The, Lord, the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ should never make us deteriorate. 
It never does that. It always brings increase. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you for this, for this morning. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your word. Amen. Amen. We, it, it always brings us increase. The, the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we come into it, it is, it is meant to make us fruitful. Basically, it is meant to make, cause us to prosper wherever God brings us. Whatever God has assigned us to do, the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ is, is, is for us to do well. Hallelujah. And for this to happen, the apostle Peter lists a list of virtues where he says the first one is virtue. He says, add to your faith. You know, you've come into faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You've come into a relationship with the Father, which is very great. You've come into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, which is good. But it says, to this faith, to this relationship, my brethren, add virtue, which we understand to be vigor or vim or energy or gusto or verb or dash. Where you are not sluggish, where you, you get, you are, you are upbeat, I mean, you are, you are up and doing. And to virtue, add what? Knowledge. knowledge. And to knowledge, add temperance. Which we understand to be self-control or self-discipline. And then to temperance, add patience. Patience. Hello, wait a minute. This is where it gets interesting. You are talking about being fruitful. You are talking about productivity. Let me make it very, very clear. Let's go to the verse 9. But, okay. But he that, but he that lacketh these things, what things? What things? Come back to the verse 5. Come back to the verse 5. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to Godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. And then it says, for if these things be in you and abound, that is, you continue in them or increase in them, which is, con- which is con- continue, they make you that you neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is, first of all, blind. And cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. So, lacking these things is an indication that one, I am blind. Number two, I have forgotten that I was purged from my old sins. And, I, and, and secondly, and thirdly, I cannot see afar off. So, what he's saying is that, Christian, you, you, you. Christianity and retrogression or, you know, being bankrupt and being, be, being um, decreasing, being negative, being, it's, they don't go together. 
Hello. God called us so that we will be fruitful. Hallelujah. Amen. That we will not be barren, but fruitful. Amen. Amen. Can we understand that bit before we move on? But then the question is, with that list that he, meant, he gives here, he adds the word patience. Now, patience, patience, patience. The way Peter uses the word patience here, you were talking about productivity. You were talking about being fruitful. And you are saying I should be patient in doing that. Uh, I can understand the vigor. I can understand the knowledge and the temperance, but patience. Now, this is the same thing that the apostle, another apostle, does in Hebrews 12 and the first verse, the B part. Hebrews 12, the B part. Where it goes like this. He says, wherefore, it's led all around us witnesses. Let us run the race. And then he says that, wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with a great crowd of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that easily beset us. That is all clear. That's all understandable. No one has an issue with that. But then the B part, he says, let us run with patience. Now, how do you run with patience? How do you run with patience? Now, these two things are the same. What Peter does in Peter and what the apostle does here are the same thing. If that causes a problem, then it means that our understanding of what it means by patience here is what needs to be corrected. Hello. So, it could not mean what we think probably patience to be. Hey, we just sitting down, doing nothing. It couldn't be that, because it's run with patience. And Peter is linking fruitful, being fruitful, that we need patience to be fruitful. We need patience. Tell someone we need patience to be fruitful. We need patience to be fruitful. We need patience to move on. We need patience to carry on. Hallelujah. Patience. Now, Peter, if Peter would teach anything, then it would mean that Peter learned it from the master. Hallelujah. Amen. Peter will have learned this truth from the master. So we want to go to the master himself, what he taught concerning this. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come with me to Luke chapter 8, please. Luke 8, which we read earlier on. Luke 8. Now in Luke 8, let's have a walk through where we, Jesus is dealing with the parable of the sower, right? Luke 8, please. The parable of the sower. Hallelujah. Amen. In the parable of the sower, Jesus starts and he, and he says, are we there? Let's take it from the verse 5. From the verse 5. A sower went 
to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it, was, it sprung up, it withered away because of lack of moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground and sprung up and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that has an ear, let him hear. And the disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said unto you, It is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now, the parable, the first one. The seed is what? The word of God. Hallelujah. The seed is always the word of God. When God asks you to sow a seed or anything about seed, it is the word of God. Hallelujah. Mm. Not gold. Not silver. Not pounds. Not dollars. It is always the word of God. Hallelujah. Those by the wayside are they which hear, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of your hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. So the wayside,s they hear the word of God, and because they are so bothered about many things in life, they don't really give any attention to the word, so the enemy comes. You know, they're the kind of people you... The word is preached, the word is shared, the word is discussed, we all understand, but the moment they get up, they forget about it, and they are talking about other, 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 other things. Oh, the word, the word time is over. But I like this old woman's answer. I think someone was late for service, and when they came, the service was over. And, well, I think she, she asked a question like, has the pastor finished the preaching? And the old man said, Yes. He's finished the preaching, but we're here to practice it. <laughs> so when the preaching is over, or when the discussion is over from the word, that is not, it's not over. It is now time to live it out. But the wayside,s are those who just hear it here, and that, that's it. Enough. Time is over. Now let's talk about other things. So the devil comes and steals the word from those people. Right. So that's your problem. Just bear with me. What if you go through patience? Just bear with me. It's still about patience, isn't it? They, verse 13, they on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and temptation, and in, in term of temptation, they fall away. So temptation comes your way. And they do what? They fall away. They're not able to stand temptation. So the word, they only rejoice because it's okay, it's okay. But hey, my Bible tells me persecution always comes because of the word. 
So persecution would always come. Anyway, let's continue. Verse 14. And that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. Talking about what the cares, concern about too many things in life. I need to do this, I need to do that. And then riches. They love riches. And then others too, it is just pleasure. Just sheer pleasure. Because of that, the word does not have no, any, any place in their hearts. <laughs> right. Then it comes to the verse 15. And it says, but that on the, and we always love this one, don't, don't we? But there is something I want to point your attention to here today. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it. And do what? Bring forth fruit with This is where Peter learned his teaching from. That the, we have always thought that the good heart is just a good heart. And the word comes, and the good heart just brings its full fruit. But Jesus is saying, no, the good heart is also faced with its issues. Hello. So it is not just those other hearts, the good hearts, besides overcoming, not being stony, not being thorny, not being um, wayside, but being good, also has to deal with something. It has to with patience. The good heart also needs patience. Without patience, the good heart would also not be able to bring fruit. You are good. But I want to believe that part of being good is the patience. So what I'm saying tonight or this, 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 this morning is, is this, that for you to be fruitful, bring forth fruit in the kingdom of God. Bring forth fruit, be fruitful, be productive. <laughs> Basically, be what God has called you to be as a Christian. Be what God has called you, sanctified you, washed you, cleansed you to be. We require patience. Patience. You require patience. Now, there's no way we would be productive or fruitful in our Christian lives without being patient. Again, the scripture says, in your patience, possess your souls. For you to be put together, for you to be compact, for you, you know, to be Undisturbed, unperturbed, not moved by nothing. Bible says, 
patience. Stability. Hallelujah. In your patience, possess your soul. That means stability requires patience. And I think the obvious question you're going to ask, ask me now is, what then is patience? Like my lecturer said, I'm glad you asked, even though I didn't ask him. What then is patience? Right. Patience from the from the English dictionary it means the capacity to tolerate or accept delay, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed. From the English dictionary, this is, this is from the English dictionary. It means to the capacity to tolerate or accept problems, sufferings, without becoming annoyed or anxious. Hello. Are we patient? Do we, do we have patience? Are we patient? Do we have patience? Where you accept delay without getting annoyed? Said, oh my goodness, Lord have mercy here. If you drive, you understand what I'm, what I'm talking about. Accepting the delay without getting annoyed. Ooh. <laughs> or maybe you don't, you don't drive, but you know, just waiting upon people when they are so when they are delaying and marking time, and you can see that they are deliberately wait, just wasting time. Are you able to stay without getting annoyed? God have mercy. Amen. But let's move on. Let's move on. Patience from the scriptural point of view Okay, let me try and do this. Um, patience, right? It's like this. It's Related to some parts of our bodies that are never meant for exposure. That is where the idea comes from. That is a sense. Okay. Let me let me come let me come home and let me come a bit closer. Patience has a picture of man covered, the male man covered. The male man covered with a palm, covered. With the senses that it, it, is, it is referring to that male genital, which is always and forever put 
behind power. And it remains there permanently without any agitation. That if a man walks about in town uncovered, we say he is mad. Because the proper thing is that he has to be covered. Now, that is a sense of patience, right? When it says to be patient, that means it is being able to be covered without the urgency to come out. Without having the feeling of, no, it's not time to come out. No. Patience is, it is called staying power behind the scenes. It is a staying power behind the scenes. It is the ability to stay behind the scene without any agency to come out. The way the English dictionary puts it, being able to accept a problem, delay, suffering, without getting annoyed. So being able to stay there and you're not coming out, but you are comfortable with it. Hello. So how does that help with fruitfulness? Before I go any further, let me come back to the verse 8. Second Peter 1 verse 8, please. When Peter says in the verse 8, For if these things be in you, and, and, and continue or abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren. Now the word barren here is, 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 is not the word as barren as we know it, as in a woman being barren, but rather idle. Is the word idle. It will not, if these things are in you, it will not make you idle. And it will not make you unfruitful. No, to be idle means to be unproductive. To be not to be idle means to be industrious. You are energetic. You are forceful. So what he's saying is that if you have these things, it will make you forcefully fruitful, or mightily fruitful, or powerfully fruitful. If you have patience, together with all these other things I'm talking about, Peter says you will be strongly fruitful. You will be strongly productive. Your life will abound. You will keep on increasing. You will not deteriorate. So our understanding of the word patience here is not the sitting down, doing nothing, because that, that, doesn't, that, that doesn't amount to anything. The sense of the word here, it includes waiting. Yes, it does. But in terms of what Peter is talking about, the meaning of the word is 
endurance, perseverance, being able to endure. Why does he say that? Because it is very easy to destroy things. Hello? How many of us have realized that? Very easy to destroy. But to build things up, you always have to go against certain obstacles. To build, you always have to go through certain struggles. And in those struggles, what would help us get to the end is endurance. We need to be able to endure. The person who cannot endure anything will not be able to achieve. Hello? Fruits on a tree. Before they bear fruit, they have to go through the weather, the storm, the sun, the rain. They endure all those things. And then the fruit comes out. Talking about endurance. Let me bring your mind to athletes. How many of us love Hussein Bolt? You love to watch him. You love to watch him. Yes. I remember one of the ladies in this church even went to buy, you know, the seat that Hussein Bolt sat on. Because, you know, <laughs> because he liked the guy, she liked the guy so much. Because why? He was, he, every race you put him in, he wins. And who doesn't like to be on the side of the winning, side of the, of the winners? But, you see, for them, for anyone to win, for them to win those race, they have to go through some endurance tests. And anyone who does fitness, they would, would tell you, for you to be able to go through life, you ought to be fit to do certain things. Some of them, they're going to race on that level track. But to win, they train running uphills. What are they doing? They are building stamina. They are building strength within. And one of the strength every athlete needs, know that they need to build, is that stamina. Cardiovascular strength. Heart strength. They know they need it. Together with, together with strong muscles to be able to achieve. And you see, and they do all that just to win one race. They do all that just to win a single race. It is nothing different when it comes to the spiritual life. We also need to, be, you know, endurance to be able to endure things. Before you, you see, God has called all of us with a purpose. There is no purposeless Christian. Every Christian has a purpose in this, uh, on this earth. God has an assignment for your life. Wherever station you find yourself, God has a plan and a purpose for you to fulfill. And God expects that you'll be fruitful in it. That you will achieve, you'll be productive in what he's called you to do. 
That is what we see in the talents, where he comes back and say, hey, come and give an account. And everybody came and gave an account of what they've done with whatever he gave them. God has given you a treasure. It's on the inside of you. And you know that there's something on the inside of you. That thing that God has put there. God is expecting fruit at the end of the day. God is expecting fruit. Jesus ran his race. On the cross, he said, it is finished. I have done my job. Paul, when he came to the end of the line, said, hey, I have finished my race. I have finished my course. I have fought a good fight. Now lays ahead of me a crown of righteousness. Which my Lord would keep unto me. There's a race laid before you. You've got to be successful, productive, and finish it fruitfully. But it requires what we call endurance, patience. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus said, they bring forth fruit with what? Patience. Patience. Endurance. Hallelujah. Can you take the corrections of your teacher in the school? If you cannot handle the correction of your teacher or lecturer in the school, you are in trouble. You're not finishing that course. You will either leave or you will leave with something you don't like. So you will need to be patient. Today, we live in a society that cannot take anything that is too much. My stress level is high. You need patience. What the Bible call patience. And the English word for that word patience is endurance. The English word is endurance, but the Bible word is patience. Go to the job. The boss spoke to me in a rude manner, so I quit. And he comes home and the wife asks him, so before you quit a job, did you think about the fact that you got five children and a wife to feed? No, I didn't. Then go back and beg. No, I can't. I've quit. Endurance. Before you walk away, have you considered patience? God says to be fruitful. It comes with patience. The English word is endurance. Endurance. Hallelujah. Amen. For us to work in, for us to live and work in this church, each one of us needs what the Bible calls patience. But the English word is endurance. Can you endure your brother? 
and can you enjoy your sister? Hello? Praise the Lord. If this in the church is a ground and pillar of truth, then the people in the church are people who hold on to truth and must practice it. You've got a team leader. Are you able to listen to him or her? Oh, they are so annoying, you can't take it. So you quit. Before you quit, consider patience. Hallelujah. Basically, God is saying, if we are going to abound, if you're going to continue, if you're going to increase and be fruitful, he says, we need patience. We need patience. Without patience, we are not going to be able to bring out anything let me let me speak to the students you're a student you don't have the patience to sit down to study you're always busy always busy playing with machines hallelujah order in court Hallelujah. You, 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 I mean, you can't be patient. You can't endure one hour of sitting down to do your homework. You will fail. You will always be the last person in class. And you see, it is not that the other child is more confident than you in the classroom. The reason why that boy or that girl feels so confident is because they have learned what you are learning today in church. Called patience. And the English word is endurance. They have learned to endure to sit down one hour to do their homework. So when they come to school, they're able to answer questions. But you, you can't sit down one hour and endure the chair for one hour to do your work. And you too, the reason why you are poor in facing life is because the word of God, the word of God, the word of God, which is a seed, the seed of God for your increase. You won't sit down one hour to study it. You won't endure your seat for one hour. You can't handle it. You can't endure Bible studies on Friday. You can't endure it. No, I can't go. I can't go. I can't go. You can't endure just two hours. But you can endure four hours of watching the news and listening and doing what's up and doing and watching a film for two and a half hours. Two hours. Two and a half hours. You're watching it. If I step on your toes this afternoon, forgive me. I do all that in love. I do all that in love. You watch everything. The time doesn't matter. But the moment it comes to the truth of God's word, you haven't got time for it. You are too busy. And you can't even endure. Oh my goodness. You can't endure God. But you see, 
The Bible says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. He has to give it. You've got to get it from him. But if you can't endure him, how can you have his joy? Hello. You see, what I'm basically saying here is, I'm going to use Job as my classic example here to talk about endurance. Job 2. Come with me, please. Job. Job 2. You can call it Job, but his name is Job. Hallelujah. Job. Are you there? Job. Job 2. Praise Jesus. Job 2. Praise the Lord. When you go to Job 2, it reads like this. Again, verse 1, please. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to, to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou, hast thou conceded my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God, and assured means hate, hate evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity, although you move me against him to destroy him without cause. So he's already lifted an accusation against Job. But Job is serving him because he's giving him all these things. God says, okay, go ahead and take them away. And he went, in a, in a second, he had devastated the guy. Job is kind, left flat. Cattle, houses, children. And Satan said unto the Lord, Skin for skin, yeah, and all that a man has will he give for his life. You see, he came and said, well, Job is serving you because you're giving him riches, you're giving him a, a beautiful wife, giving him handsome boys and girls. And uh, I learned that when a girl becomes too beautiful, she turns handsome. <laughs> and when a boy becomes too handsome, turns beautiful. Anyway. So, um, basically, he went to destroy all these things in Job's life. And still, Job stood for God. It didn't move Job. Let's go on. And God is saying, have you seen that with all the things you took away from him, the man is enduring. He's lost things, but he's still enduring. He's got staying power. He's not even complaining. He's just there. 
And sister says, well, skin for skin. Because I haven't touched his skin. That's the reason why. So now you understand some things? Let's keep going. But poof, verse 5. But poof out thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh. And he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto, unto Satan, Behold, he's in thine hand, but save his life. That means don't take away his life. Because you can't do that. Hello? So is he here? Who takes life away? Hello? Who takes life away? So the idea that someone can go somewhere and take your life away is not truth. He can't do it without permission. Is someone hearing us? Praise God. So let's continue. So Satan went from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with with sore balls from the sole of his foot unto the crown of his head. A bay. From the sole of his foot to the crown. Balls everywhere. And he took him a potsherd to scrub himself without and sat down among the ashes. All Job did was just to scratch the balls because it was itchy. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thy integrity? Curse God and die. That is definitely the words of Satan. Because Satan said, if you do this, he will curse you. And his own wife, his partner in life, his beloved, the one that goes to and fro with him, said, curse God and die. And I like Job's answer. You talk like one of the foolish women. Job said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all these things, Job did not sin with his lips. Did not. Endurance. It's a classic example of endurance. That God has given you a commission. You are on it. God has called you into something. You are pursuing it. But all odds are raising up against you. But you stand your ground and say, I am not quitting. I am not quitting. I'm staying. Like the picture we have about patience. That part of the man that doesn't come out, he stays there, put. So I am staying, put, until God clears the air. That's what God calls patience. That's what he calls endurance. It is no patience when I am there and every time I'm doing, should I come out? You know when you travel with the kids in the, in the car? And you tell them we're going to Manchester. And they wouldn't so, and it's too long. Daddy, are we there yet? No, wait. Our, mommy, are we there yet? How many minutes together? Oh, I can't wait. No, I can't wait. Oh, I can't. That's kids for you. 
Should I come out, God? God says, oh, that's not patience. That's not patience. Patience is when you are without any anxiety. Hallelujah. It's called, and let me tell you, endurance is not weak. Patience is not weak. It is the active force of God to resist evil unto evil with us. I'll put it again. I'll say it again. Patience or endurance is the active force of God, power of the Holy Spirit, that resists evil unto evil with us. So there is injustice in the, in the, in the world. There is wickedness being done against you. All sort of vows going on. But you stand the ground and say, no, I am not budging. I am not leaving my post. I'm not, I'm, I'm not giving up on what God has called me to do. Where God has called me, I am not quitting. I'm staying the course. God says, with this kind of patience, you bear fruit. Hallelujah. God is saying, with this kind of patience, you will be productive. You will keep on producing season after season. My goodness. Change of weather, change of season, change of whatever, you will remain. Be productive. In your old age, you will still be producing your fruit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. That is patience. That's what he means by patience. Enduring. Enduring the evil. The temptation comes. Temptation, I know you've come because of the word of God, but I am standing. I am not giving in. I am enduring. Hallelujah. I'm staying the course. But let me tell you something. Patience that stands its ground unto the evil weather with us, unto the evil storm breaks down. And let me tell you this the storm is only. For a season. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. I said the storm is only for a season. For my Bible tells me. God will not allow any temptation that will destroy you to come your way. With every temptation that comes your way. He will always give you a way of escape. The storm will be over. It will be over. It will not last forever. Storms don't last forever. The God created our world upon, established our world upon principles of seasons. Oh, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. You think that the world is meant to be winter all along? No. God created our earth to work upon spring, summer, autumn, and winter, different seasons. That's right. Indicating that no season will last forever. If it's winter, summer will come. 
If it's spring, autumn will come. It will change. Hallelujah. So endure. But let me tell you one thing about endurance. Endurance is not human bravery. The patience we are talking about that stands your ground, that maintain your ground, that I'm not yielding, I'm not giving up, is not human bravery. It is not. Neither is it psychological. Hallelujah. Amen. What is it then? The Apostle Peter says, add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. How do I add patience? How do we get patience? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You see, there is one side of patience I didn't tell you, and I'll tell you now. I've told you one side of patience. Patience has two sides. It's never one. Tell someone, it always has two sides. Hallelujah. Patience has two sides. So far, I've told you about endurance. I've told you about how we face the world. Stand on our ground. Enduring circumstances. With divine strength on the inside. But there is another side of patience. And it's called waiting. Hallelujah. It's called waiting. Wait what? We don't wait for the world. We don't wait for man. But we wait on God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Patience waits on God. The strength to endure does not come from human bravery. The strength comes from the waiting upon God. Is someone hearing me? Come with me to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 40, verse 31. The Bible says, But they that wait upon the Lord... Shall renew their They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. Those who wait upon God. Waiting upon God. Waiting means waiting. Hallelujah. Waiting means standing before the Lord, spending time with the Lord, waiting in his presence. And as we do, 
He imparts strength into you. Strength comes into you. Strength flows from God into you as you wait in his presence. Now, how do we wait in God's presence? We wait before him with his truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We wait before God in his truth. Come before God in the scriptures. Sit down, spend some time looking into it, meditating into it, meditating what God is saying to you. And as you do, listen and talk back to God. Let him talk to you and listen. Talk to him. He talks to you and listen. Talk to him and he talks back to you and listen. As you are doing that, you are renewing your strength. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. As you do that, you are renewing your strength. You are studying God's word. You are praying to God. You are talking to him. You are seeing him who is invisible. Hallelujah. You can't see him face to face, but you are seeing him in spirit. He's ministering to your soul. He's putting energy, divine strength on the inside of you. It's called waiting. It's called waiting. And as you wait, you come out of that closet, that place with strength on the inside. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. If you will wait upon God, your strength shall be renewed. Your strength shall be renewed. Whether you're a young man, a teenager, an old man, a woman, it does not matter. If you will wait upon the Lord, you will renew your strength. What is patience then? Patience is waiting and endurance. Hallelujah. What is patience? What is patience? It's waiting and enduring. Waiting and enduring. Waiting and enduring. You wait and you endure. You are waiting and enduring. Waiting upon God, renewing your strength, and enduring the journey. And enduring. That is patience. Tell someone, patience is waiting before God and enduring the world. Hallelujah. Oh, tell someone, tell someone, patience is waiting upon God and enduring the world. Hallelujah. Wait upon God and endure the world. Oh, one, one more time. Wait upon God and endure the world. Wait upon God and endure the world. That is patience. That is patience. 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 
Hallelujah. Patience will cause you to ride on high. Patience is not weak. <laughs> Patience is strong. It's the energy of God. The power of God. Waiting upon God and enjoying your world. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what boss it is. It doesn't matter what course is it. It doesn't matter what environment it is. As you wait upon God, you receive the strength to endure. Hallelujah. My goodness. My goodness. Did someone ever tell you that you can waste the enemy? Someone ever tell you you can weather the storm? Did anybody tell you you can waste and wither injustice? Wickedness can be with it. Injustice can be with it. All the evil can be with it. It can be broken down with endurance, with the waiting and enjoying patience. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. And let's be on our feet. Glory be to God. Patience is waiting and enjoying. Waiting upon God and enjoying the world. Ask your neighbor, what is patience? And let him tell you, what is patience? And and reply him or her. Waiting upon God and enjoying the world. 